Doug Goldstein, eFuturist, Health Innovation Media. Health 2.0 2015. Wow. And I'm with uh, a very good friend, Michael Ryan, and you've been a CEO, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur. You're a leader. Your insights, I think, to the entire health ecosystem, whether we talk digital, DNA, genomic. You're now based in Silicon Valley. Um, thanks for sharing with us. Oh, what, thank you. What are some of your key insights about health? About health, wow. Well, like you said, I used to be a hospital CEO. I've uh, been a tech person, entrepreneur for 20-some years. Uh, I think health is important uh, for everyone. It's a, a, a key um, way of life that people have to have and make sure that they have it. As far as healthcare as an industry, not much has changed over 30 years. We've been, I've known you since 1988, uh, and we, I was running vice president operations at Providence Hospital, D.C., and I remember people saying, we're gonna have electronic medical records, and you know, the feds came out in 91 or so, and I have a 24-year-old son. We rarely have a medical record right now that's actually cohesive and helps us get uh, what we probably need to have as, as far as healthcare. So I think we're, you know, we're almost seeing changes and uh, different lipstick on the pig. You know, not much has changed. We still got a lot of legacy system. People don't talk to each other as far as hospitals and providers and physicians and so forth. So I think we've got a long way to go. And business models are siloed, and we've had a lot of billionaires over the over this period of time. You have a particular perspective on uh, how people with a lot of money wanted to fix healthcare. Uh, Jim Clark, yeah. you yeah, have I, a perspective on this, don't yeah, you? Well, I, I say that uh, uh, being in Silicon Valley is a little bit uh, kind of a, a uniqueness in that you, every time a billionaire goes public or a person comes a billionaire, they want to solve health care, which they see as a very difficult thing. And so, you know, you've had Jim Clark who started Healthion, and that kind of went away, even though it merged into WebMD, it, as far as the core concept uh, went away. And then you had, you know, uh, Microsoft has gone out with Health Vault. You've had the Google uh, Voice or Google Health, and they closed that down. And then you had uh, 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 Steve Case, uh, who AOL, who started uh, Revolution Health, and on and on and on. I think the only one that I was just thinking about that probably been successful, although in modern times uh, was probably a billionaire, was Henry Kaiser. And uh, I... You know, them by having a, a closed system where they can control everything from their point of view. I think, you know, you can say whether it's successful or not. My mom loves it. My uh, in-laws love it. But, you know, I, I don't know if I'd love it as a closed system. And there's definitely has its challenges. But that's probably been probably the only that I can think off the top of my head that's been successful as far as healthcare and having an impact. And they, But they had a core principle of service. And they started from that as yeah. opposed to fixing something that's broken. Let's deliver service. And... Right. Um, Greg Masters and I were just talking about Walter Isaacson's book on the innovators, and Greg's take was that a focus on product, Steve Jobs, a focus on product integrity to meet service. Right. I think those are huge differentiating factors that any organization can learn from. Yeah, I think that uh, the, the difference is that you look at healthcare, and again, it's a personal to, to your individual self. But we've had the, the cost part of it or the, the payment for that removed from the individual and because we have businesses, you know, that actually pay for it. And so there's really a disconnect between, uh, you know, what I pay for and what I get as far as service. And then you look at, it kind of reminds me, I was in, you know, I was a White House intern, so I knew a little bit about po politics. And I remember Tip Neal saying, you know, all politics is local. I think all healthcare is local. You know, I work for Ascension Health. I work for HCA. I work for a large health system. But it really came down to local 
what can the local do to provide, you know, that local physician who's providing care to uh, the patient and how is that connected as opposed to a, a grand scheme of thing, which I think those billionaires try to do, whether they try to do it through using technology that ultimately just hasn't worked or failed. So, Right, and we have some very interesting initiatives emerging from, uh, you know, Esther Dyson and others in terms of trying to create healthier communities, the blue zone. So if we can merge some of those healthier community initiatives like the Minnesota Heart, uh, Minneapolis Heart Institute and the New Ulm and the Blue Zones and the Way to Wellville, if we can merge those with financing on a local basis, we may have something interesting. We might. I mean, I also, you know, the past is prologue, and, and, and it's like I remember being on a uh, healthcare alliance uh, board 20 years ago and was going to impact the healthy lifestyles of the community. And uh, part of it may have been, you know, uh, I think everyone was genuine in trying to do that, have an impact. But it's a very hard problem. It's not rocket science. It's social science. It's people. And it's a lot hard to change behavior or have systems in place that people will change their life to make it healthier, whether it's exercise or eating right or, you know, reducing stress in their life. So, you know, those are really tough things. And we're, we're still a sick care system. And I think I've talked to you before about this, is that Pellegrino said, you know, hospitals which historically, you know, people were stayed at their houses and were cared for that 100 years ago. We only had hospitals that were there for sick care or, in, or for people who were at trauma or, or people who were institutionalized for mental illness. The first president of the United States was Jimmy Carter to actually be born in a hospital. And Jimmy's now 90, right? But the whole thing has changed around that I... Uh, Hospitals are becoming just ICUs, and so the, the, the need to have going back to the home, home care, and all that, I think with technology that wasn't here even 20 years ago, hopefully that's a great hope, that we have, you know, people are living longer, as baby boomers hopefully are living longer, and so we're not, you know, having to have hospital or health care, sick care, and we're actually having that done in the community or at our home, or we're taking get better care of ourselves. So there's a couple emerging health systems yeah. that I think um, are have a, a good recipe for the future. So Geisinger is being one, basically saying, I'll be doing, the CEO said recently, I'll be doing my job if I eliminate all, all our hospitals. Right. And the work that uh, Dr. Hockman's doing at Providence, he brought in some very senior people from Amazon and they're, they're becoming very person and family centric, starting with primary uh, research and what new moms want or what seniors need and really align their services to address that not always first, they don't ask the first question, what's the business model and we'll do it. Right. They're saying, what do people want? And we'll figure out the business model later. Um, thoughts on that? Well, I think that, um, you know, <laughs> I think it's still be, the, the jury's out whether they'll do that. I mean, that's that's my biggest concern because I've, I've seen this kind of recycle. You've been around longer than enough. I have a few gray hairs in, <laughs> underneath my shaved head. And I think that you know, it's, it's not necessarily anything new. And so I, I would be hopeful that that would be the case, that they would bring people from industry. But using my model as far as Healthion and others that, uh, you know, Amazon's a great company. Amazon's still not profitable, right? But as far as some, using a technology and using big data and using that to help a physician work better or they have a patient more information that they can use to make a better life as far as their health uh, uh, care, then I think that can happen. And if that is done in a, a hospital setting or a health system setting, that's great. And I, I applaud that. The question is, I wonder if it will be successful uh, just given the past. And it, it's a hard problem. But doing it locally, I think, is a key. Well, I think they're local health systems. I think they're focused. I, I'm going to vote. I think they're going to be successful. I think we're in a new age, and I think there's a, a real focus on these organizations to not just be a wholesale 
disease system and that they really want to do what's right for the person in the family. Right. I'm specifically not saying patient, right? They want to do what's right, right for the person in the family. Right. And it, it's about service and it's about high quality service throughout the relationship. And then they'll figure out the business model and where they're going to be. So they're, I'm going to watch them closely right. and we'll circle back in, exactly. in a few years <laughs> and we'll good. see how, how, whether they've been successful in reinventing themselves or transforming as the industry likes to say. So this is, this is Doug Goldstein, eFuturist with Health Innovation Media and Michael Ryan, one of the leading visionaries and people who know how to lead and execute to create new services that make a difference. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jeff. Rise when I gave the word Now in the morning